Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 707 on a Saturday morning, 31, 32, 31, 32. With a thermometer never make up its mind, it is right at freezing right now all over Atlanta. This is the weather, traffic, lawn, and garden show this morning. If you have an observation about traffic, if you're driving, you shouldn't be, but if you have to drive right now, if you have an observation about traffic or about the power situation in your part of the woods or if you have a little... Uh, observation about the amount of snow that you have. We'd love to hear about it. 404-872-0750 is the number. First in line, Douglas out in Cherokee County. Hey, Douglas, good morning. Hey, Walt, you there? Yeah, man. What do you see? What do you hear? Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm uh, just headed up 575 right now. Um, going went through Cobb County. I'm in Cherokee County right now, headed into work in the fire department. Yeah. Um, there's uh, definitely trees down. See some transformers. Blowing, the skies lighting up green. Wow, think two of them. So trees are falling. Uh, the roads have gotten better in Cherokee County. You can tell the uh, clouds have been through here and scraped some of the roads up on the interstate. But other than that, it was really slushy, pretty bad. I got a four wheel, four by four truck, so I do not suggest anybody being on the road, um, like they're saying, unless you have to. Yeah, they stay inside. Um, yeah, these. It, it, it's still pretty bad out here. It's beautiful, but uh, like I said, trees are falling, and um, you can hear them as you walk outside. You'll hear tree limbs falling. Popping, uh, yeah. Uh, eight, ten minutes, you got a lot of trees around you. As you say, the tree limbs fall on a power line, the transformer blows up, and you probably already saw on the news a guy's been electrocuted from stepping near and onto a power line here in Atlanta. And that is something to really, really be careful with because power travels where you don't know where it's going to be. On the ground, if you have a down line, avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. Absolutely. Yeah, I did hear about that. That is unfortunate. Sure is. Yeah, stay away from power lines. Douglas, thank, thanks so much for the report. Drive safely, my friend. All right, thank you. We'll see you soon. We got Ross on the line. Ross is in Jackson, Georgia. Hey, Ross, what's it like in Jackson? No snow down How there. This morning? How is there any snow where you are, Ross? No, it's just lot, lots of wetness. Yeah. Snow. yeah. So what's up with your garden? We um well we bought a house that has a back patio and then the we've got about eight feet from the back patio to the top part of a retaining wall that the previous owner uh, had planted English ivy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now what I would like to do is get rid of the ivy and eventually just sod that so it's just a grass area. I mowed it all the way down, but I know that's not going to get rid of the ivy. Yeah. So is there any way I can anything I can treat it with now that it's just bare? that can help me get rid of that ivy. No, sad to say. There's no pre-emergent or something that would go into the soil and kill the ivy and not sterilize the soil so you couldn't plant grass there. Right. So other than you know, using a rake or something to dig the ground and sort of identify where the ivy roots are, pulling those up, that could be a little help, I guess, if you have a yeah. pleasant day to do it in. But there's nothing really that you can do until the ivy comes back and then continue to either pull or spray mm-hmm. it with a broadleaf weed killer or something like that. Yeah, so so my best bet to get rid of it is to let it come back yeah. and then yeah. go at it. You got to go. You got to let it come back to see where it is, where it survived, and then pull that or spray that, whatever you choose to do. All right. All right. 
wait till the snow is gone. There's no snow anyway, but anyway, wait till right. it's a little bit more pleasant weather and do it then, Ross. Yeah, I'll do it. All, All right. right. Thanks, sir. See you, man. Bye. We got Bill in Chamblee, Georgia, who joins us. Hey, Bill, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm doing great. What do you see in Chamblee, Bill? Uh, well, uh, left Chamblee about 30 minutes ago. Uh, Spaghetti Junction was the nicest ride I've ever had through it. But uh, <laughs> there is a little bit of ice getting on to 20 from 285. There's a couple of bridges on that sharp turn, and that was that's probably the biggest problematic spot that I've encountered. So, I, was, I was being real uh, slow going on the bridge over. i get off at 85 and come over to the Peachtree Road exit and there was somebody blowing up behind me 50 miles an hour and i thought friend <laughs> i'm going 20 miles an hour on this bridge do not hurry me and i came off right, there was no exactly. problem exactly um did have a question for you i planted azaleas in the fall and uh should have covered them last night but i no. i didn't get out and do it um are they gonna have a lot of trouble coming back if they're we're planted in the fall. I would I would predict zero damage. Period. They don't. Okay, azaleas awesome. when it gets down to oh five ten degrees, then we start thinking about things. And it depends too on the weather. It's been real warm, like you know in the fifties and sixties for a couple of days, then it drops down real suddenly, like it can do in the spring. That's the problem for the azaleas. But in the winter, right now, we've had sort of a gradual cool down. There's not been any warm weather to speak of that's really made them tender. And so I expect the ones that you that you planted are going to be just fine. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, man. Reassurance for you. You're going to have azalea blooms in the spring. It'll be fine, Bill. Perfect. Thank you. Let's see, you guy. Benny is in uh, Covington. Hey, Benny. Good morning. And sir. Hey, man. What's up? Uh, yeah, I got a quick in here for you. Uh, I I really don't have any uh, grass in my front lawn, and uh, the leaves are fixing to fall off of the oak trees. Instead of taking the uh, leaves and then hollow them on the back lot, yeah. would it be a good idea to take and uh, till the soil in so this coming spring when I plant the uh, grass that it would be it would help the uh, the soil sure. or what? Sure, absolutely. The organic matter in the leaves will help the soil some. It's not, you know, to be honest, it's not a lot of organic matter in dry leaves. It takes a lot of chunky stuff, uh, composted pine bark or something like that to really affect the texture of the soil, but it's not going to hurt anything, and it keeps you from having to drag the leaves and take them out into the woods and dump them and do stuff like that. So till them in if you want to, sure. Okay, but uh, in other words, I don't have to uh, shred it. Uh, shred it or anything like that. I'll just till it in, and it'll yeah. it'll be okay for the planting season, what, in uh, uh, February or February, March? March. Or like if that? you're going to do fescue, we start thinking about it around the Middle of February, I'm thinking about it, sort of seeing what the weather is, what Kirk says the long-range forecast is going to be. Some years it looks like it's not going to be warm until March, so I don't plant fescue until March. But you just have to keep your eye on the weather and decide when is the right time to do it. But anytime you've tilled the soil and made it soft so the fescue roots can get down deep for the summertime, you're way ahead of the game. Okay, very good. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry and, Christmas, uh, Benny. I've enjoyed your show. I listen as much as I can. Thank you, Thank Benny. You. We'll see you soon. Bye. That goes to Ken and Smart. Again, our phone number. I'm going to remind everybody of that. 404-872-0750. 404-872-0750. The numbers that Ken and Smyrna dialed just a few minutes ago, and here he is on the air. Hey, Ken. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. Good morning. What do you see in Smyrna? Oh, snow, man. Snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, funny. The guy in Covington, he probably didn't have any snow at all on his place. You, Smyrna, barely, what, 40, 50 well, miles I away, coming up. I wish he was here in Smyrna. He could have all he wanted. Yeah, there's a lot of it to spare in Smyrna. 
It sure is. Um, Walter, I got a garden full of uh, broccoli, collards, and cabbage. Mm. Are they gone? No, sir. They're tasty. Okay. At the, t- at the temperatures we have now, at freezing temperatures, all they do is put the antifreeze, as we call it, the antifreeze in the cells. It tastes sweet. It's good, good tasty yeah. stuff. And so they'll straighten back up. There should be no damage hardly at all to them when the snow melts off of them. Yeah. Well, I'm a double amputee Vietnam veteran, and yeah. I had planned on getting out there yesterday morning and getting all this cut, you know, because I was looking for this stuff to come in last night. Yeah. But it came in early, and so we didn't get it cut. So. Ken, in a couple of days, it'll be covered up, and you'll have all those vegetables to eat. They're waiting for you. Okay. That's all in good. All right. Good. Appreciate it. You bet. We'll see you soon. Thank you. We got Chris on the line, North Hall County. Hey, Chris, what do you see? Good morning, Walter. Hey, man. Hey, just let you know, we have beautiful snow. I just uh, drove my wife to work from just south of White County down to Flowery Branch. Yeah. No problems at all. They did a great job uh, salting the roads and clearing the roads. So the roads just are took- clear, but you still have a lot of snow on the sides, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but just pretty snow. It's nothing like the past years where it's been ice. Yeah. What route? You know, what route did you take coming down, Chris? Came down Cleveland Highway. 129 uh-huh. after Gainesville to 985 to Spout Springs Road. Yeah. And uh, then a flowery branch, I saw salt trucks, and it was even the side roads were clear down there. Yeah, pretty heavily traveled. And the DOT has done a great job, I think, keeping both the expressways for sure, but also the, some of the side streets, the heavily traveled side streets, have done a great job in keeping things going. The counties, of course, doing the job as well. So I think it's really nice that we. This year have not had the really traffic problems we had, except for volume yesterday. The traffic problems we could have had if it had been icy and snowy and everybody sliding around and blocking traffic. Yeah, I didn't see any of that this time. Yeah. Um, past years, you know, I've seen that, but also a lot of people uh, stayed off the roads this morning. So yeah. Well, oh, yesterday, well, it was 2 o'clock, it was like everybody in the world was on the expressway trying to yeah. get home. It was crazy times yesterday, but... Again, it wasn't bad slick. It wasn't bad till they got in the middle of the night last night. It was pretty slick then. But I'm glad you're safe, Chris. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right, man. We'll see you. It's 718 News Talk WSB. Back to more Lawn and Garden after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, gray, breezy, not much warmer than it is right now. 32 degrees in studios in New Stock WSB this afternoon. Maybe a 41, 42, perhaps overnight lows in the mid 20s. It's not going to be too warm tonight at all. Things could freeze. Don't forget that. Tomorrow, a little bit warmer. Mid 40s tomorrow and mid 20s, a little bit later, maybe a little high 20s tomorrow night. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Michael calls us from Cumming, Georgia, with a little report on the conditions up there. What's going on, Michael? Hey, Walter. I'm driving down to Atlanta from Helen yeah. this morning, and uh, just there was a lot of trees down up in Helen when I was leaving, uh, trees in the roadways, and trees bent over. I was coming through Lumpkin County, uh, Long Branch Road. There's a looks like bamboo yeah. over in the middle of the road, yeah, and then yeah. coming coming down south of Dawsonville, uh, down to Cumming, and then I'm heading into Alpharetta now, so it's... Uh, 
it's been a heck of a journey. But what I noticed was a lot of places were closed. Um, you know, you would think these gas stations or little breakfast places might be open, but it's just a ghost town. Are you telling me so, Waffle House is closed? Are you saying well, Waffle House? Yeah, actually, Waffle House was open, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't take time to stop. So, If Waffle House but is closed, you better go home and hunker down. It is terrible yeah. out there. <laughs> I, I got off on exit 13 trying to find a cup of coffee, and yeah. that uh, Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, none of those places are open. So. Yeah. Thanks for the report, Michael. We do appreciate it. Thanks, sir. Drive safely. By contrast, Don. Don's on Georgia 16. What do you see, Don? Hey, uh, Walter. Good morning. Hey, Don. I've driven across the southern tier here from uh, Highway 29 at Georgia 16, uh, driving towards Griffin. Yeah. And uh, the snow volume has decreased uh, as I've driven east, uh, just crossing the Flint River Bridge here. Uh, from Kelly, that's a um, truth, I guess. And the bridges are open, uh, no problem. The roads are a little bit wet, uh, as you might imagine, and there's a whole lot less accumulation on the ground the farther east I go. Yeah, that's my expression. When I got the call this morning from Griffin, she's had very little snow mm-hmm. in Griffin this morning, so I knew there wasn't well, much just, going on. I just passed a field of cows, and the cows are laying down. <laughs> so they're not hunkered up underneath the pine trees. They're doing okay out in the field. I got one question for the spring coming up about goose grass. Real quick. Um, Pre-emergent? That's a good idea. March 15, maybe even 1st of March. But if you wait much longer than April the 1st, goose grass starts germinating real early, so you better get it out there quick. March 1st to March 15, get the pre-emergent out. Go ahead. It was cornerstone from site one. Sounds good. All All right, man. We'll see you soon. Thanks for the call. 404-872-0750. 404-872-0750. 404 You have a comment about the weather, the traffic conditions, or your garden this morning on the Weather Traffic Lawn and Garden Show. We'll be back after news. Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 7.36 on a Saturday morning, 31-32, That's what it is right now in News Talk WSB. Temperatures hovering around freezing. For that reason, we recommend you not get on the roads. We're doing a great job, I think, in the traffic team. Traffic Center taking care of the traffic notations around the town. But if you have a particular situation you want to keep us aware of, be sure and tell us, 404-872-0750. Katie is in Atlanta and been waiting patiently for us. Hey, Katie, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help? Well, I have a question about my Japanese maple. This past year, it uh, <laughs> it really went through some hard times. It's 33 years old, wow. and uh, it's on the side of the house, and I had a new walkway put around, and one side of it has gotten really beat up. And I was looking for someone to come and shape it, hmm. and I've called some of the local places like Pot. Pikes. I don't know if I yeah. should say that or not, sure. but uh, they don't come in my location, and I live just a half a mile outside 285 right. on this side of Spaghetti Junction. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm looking for somebody to come and help me to trim it up so it'll look nice all over again. I have a little list <laughs> at home. I 
try not to publicize individual uh, companies or individuals that do this kind of work. But if you will email me privately to georgiagardner at yahoo.com, oh, oh God. Katie, I you will send it to you. Oh, I, oh, gosh. You know what? I'm 82 years old, sweetheart, and I don't even know how to, how to do this phone, let alone email you. <laughs> Katie, call. <laughs> You've got a younger friend somewhere in the world who knows how to work the email situation. Just say Georgia Gardner. At Yahoo. Georgia Gardner? Yeah, at okay. Yahoo, and they'll know exactly what to do. Georgia Gardner at Yahoo. They'll figure it out and send a nice email to me, and I'll send you the little list of pruners in the Atlanta area. Oh, Georgia. Okay, Georgia all Gardner right. Georgia Gardner at Yahoo. Okay, thank you so much. Right, and it's snowing real hard out my house right now. Stay inside, then. You don't want to get outside and fall down. You sure don't. Thanks for thank calling, you. Katie. We'll see you soon. Uh-huh. uh-huh. We've got Jim in Dunwoody, who's also been waiting so patiently for us. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Sure is pretty out there, but I'm not going out on these roads with the crazies you're talking about, 50-mile-an-hour drivers. Right. <laughs> uh, our temperature is 32.7 right now. <laughs> right. right there at it, right there where the ice would freeze. About five minutes ago, the lights blinked for about five seconds and came back on, so somebody's lit and fell. Great. Walter, we have a Meyer lemon tree that we've had for about five years. Last year, we got six very nice-sized uh lemons off it and this year there's six green ones on there that nice. are developing sure but we brought it inside and put some lights on it and uh we probably got 60 blossoms on that tree great good now we've been leaving the light on 24 7 uh, what's the situation with that is that okay or should we no, uh, not okay the plants any plant needs a little bit of darkness to do some chemical re- revitalization in the cells. They need a little bit of darkness, and the light keeps that hap- keeps that from happening. So I would say 16 hours is about right. 16 hours of good bright light, whatever you got on it, and then eight hours of darkness would be nice, so they can regenerate and re revitalize some of the cells that they need to. So if you turn the timer, you got a timer, I'm sure. Get the timer on there for 16 on, eight off. Okay, great. Another word. Now, Appreciate let me tell you one more. I've answered that question many times before, but I just never heard it. One more hint about the Meyer lemon. When it's indoors, a lot of times there's not quite enough air, wind, anything to jiggle the flowers to get them to pollinate themselves inside. And you can do a great job just by going with a pencil or, a, heck, I use an electric <laughs> toothbrush I when you that. And just try tapping it and get the pollen to move around in the, blo- in the blooms, and you will get a lot better pollination and more fruit next time. Okay, great. Thank you, Walter. You bet. Thanks for calling, Jim. Bye-bye. Melissa's on the line. Hey, Melissa, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great, Melissa. How can I help? Um, My neighbor, in all of his wisdom, planted bamboo about 10 years ago on the other side of our fence. And since that time, we've um, convinced the neighbor to, you know, cut their bamboo. But we have... Lots and lots of bamboo coming under our fence sure. all throughout our yard. We have the big shoots that come out in the spring, and we, you know, kick those down. Good. But then um, the little shoots come year-round, and they're getting, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger. We've already had a lot dug out and have lost a lot of other plants as a result of, of that. But just wondered how we can work to try and get rid of this bamboo. I think work is the probably the word that was most operative there. Um, there's no short answer to getting rid of bamboo. It's hard to get rid of it completely once it's gotten started and it's sort of invaded, I guess, the backyard, the area that you have between you and your neighbor. There are a couple of strategies. One strategy is simply to mow it, knock all the 
all the shoots that come up and just be very, very persistent about that. If you keep mowing and knocking the shoots down so there are no leaves on it, it feeds on sunshine. If it has no sunshine to feed the roots, then they dry up and die. But that may take a year, easily a year, just knocking down the shoots. If you want to spray a little bit of Roundup on shoots and leave them up for five days so the Roundup can be absorbed and taken a little ways into the roots, that might be a little bit better, but that still is going to be a while before you get much, much control. And you might consider, and this is expensive stuff, but you might consider dropping a barrier in a trench that you dig between you and your neighbor's yard if they're not quite as persistent as you are, if their bamboo has a chance of coming up and coming back underneath the fence and giving you more problems. Think about putting a, ba- a barrier at least two feet in the ground. You can make it out of fiberglass. You can, there are certain rubberized barriers that are sold online for this purpose specifically. And get somebody to dig a trench that's 24 inches deep and drop the barrier in on your property line so the bamboo roots cannot come to you. And then work on just your property taking care of the shoots that come up. That's the best I can offer. There's no real, sure, fast answer for bamboo control. Okay. And will it eventually, we really can't do a barrier because we're in an area where there's lots and lots of very old, big Uh, trees. Yeah, yeah. So will it eventually, you know, damage our trees and whatnot? It shouldn't. That's what I'm worried about. Okay. It shouldn't. It depends on the size of the root, obviously, and how far away from the tree you are. It's If you are worried about the trees, that's another situation where a good qualified arborist can come in and say, you're far enough away from the tree, you're only affecting 10% of the roots, 20% of the roots, I don't anticipate any problems. Or they might say there are other alternatives here of how to run the barrier or how to treat the roots as you cut them. So with a little bit of expertise, you might be able to avoid hurting the trees, but still get a barrier in. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll give it a try. Thanks so much for the info. Good luck with it. Sorry, sorry for the bamboo problem that your neighbor started, but now it's your problem. You got to deal with it. Exactly, exactly. And he, you know, moved, of course, out. So yeah. now we're stuck with the bamboo problem. Yeah, but yeah. oh well. Okay. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. You bet, Melissa. Thanks for calling. Our number is four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Gary up in Gatlinburg wants to issue a blanket invitation to everyone. What do you want to say, Gary? Well, I just want to say Gatlinburg is open for business. We're glad to have so We don't have that much, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty, pretty open and hoping that a few people come visit because right now it's not busy because everybody's afraid of the snow. And you don't have as much as you do, people might think, do you? No, we don't. But the thing I want to try to ask you about the gardening situation, I, uh, years ago, I used to love my camellias you know, when I worked as a construction guy down in Atlanta, Georgia, back in the 70s. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I, some nursery at Walls or a Home Depot or somebody had some for sale up here in Tennessee, and they said it was hardy. Don't believe them. <laughs> some are they look good hardy, in Georgia, but they don't, they don't live up here. Yeah, some I are think. not. You're right. There, there's a good bit of variance in the hardiness of camellias. There's some like the tea camellia I tried to grow in Atlanta, and it just froze two times. I was out of that that business anymore growing the tea camellia. But I've seen camellias up in North. Ooh, maybe not in Blairsville, but I've seen them up there pretty close to the Georgia-Tennessee line, doing pretty well. Is a variety that's more hardy than, uh, than, than most of them? Now, don't ask me that, because I don't know which one it is, but I know, having well, seen them up there, that they will survive. Walter, you're a national treasure, man. <laughs> Appreciate your heart and the way that you t- treat your neighbors. Gary, it's a pleasure talking to you as well. Thank you, sir. All right. We'll see you. It's Jeff's turn. Jeff's on 575 with a little report on the traffic there. Hey, Jeff, good morning. 
Yo, Jeff. Brother Jeff, brother Jeff, brother Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Brother Jeff is not listening to me right now. Let's put him right here and go to Larry Monroe. Hey, Larry, good morning. Uh, good morning, sir. I know uh, fall's time to put out lime. I have a Bermuda. I have a beautiful yard front and back, about yeah. a half acre. But I really can't get a clear answer on how many pounds per acre to yeah. put out on a yard. Uh, without I'm using the grant, you know, the pelletize. Sure, I guess. sure. So that's you know, the best answer at this time because you're not planting grass. I don't imagine for no, sir. for a long time. So you've got plenty of time to do a university soil test. It only takes five days, so it's not like it's going to take you months to get this done. It's pretty simple to do. I've got a minute here. I'll tell you what to do. Go in your yard when the snow is gone and <laughs> wander around the yard with a little plastic bucket and a trowel. And at 10 randomly selected spots around the yard, as long as the soil seems to be pretty well the same from one side to the other side of the yard, wander around, take 10 plugs of dirt, about 4 inches, 5 inches maybe deep, out of the ground, 10 random spots, put them all in that little plastic bucket, stir it up real good, mix it together, and you now have a representative sample of your lawn area. And you take out any worms and rocks and pieces of grass that you have. And then go to either georgiasoiltest.com. I have directions there for how to submit them. Pike nurseries, in some cases, have the little bags that you can actually go to a pike and pick them up for free and then pay for the postage of getting it into the university uh, office and back to you. But either georgiasoiltest.com or buy a pike nursery to get one of the soil test bags or buy a local extension office, either one there in, um, in Monroe. But get the soil to the university lab in Athens. They'll test it, and within, like I said, three or four or five days, maybe they'll send an email saying, hey, your soil test results were this. You need this many pounds of lime per 1,000 square feet. They'll tell you exactly what you need. Okay. Can you over can you overdo lime, I guess, is the question, too. It's hard. The soil has a okay. natural buffering ability. They resist, the soil particles resist the action of lime changing the acidity of the soil. So Right. A typical recommendation is somewhere around 40, 50, or 60 pounds per 1,000 square feet. But even if you okay. put 100 pounds per 1,000, I doubt it would really make a lot of difference to the soil. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. It's great talking to you, Larry. Thanks for calling. The number is 404-872-0750. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Some of the best garden radio bumper music in America. Brought to you by Brother Jason Byers this morning. To bring us a quick weather update by Ackerman Security. Today, cold, sunny, maybe a little bit this afternoon, but still cold. It's going to be 40s today. Right now, 32 at the studios of News Talk WSV. Overnight lows, low 20s perhaps, Clark says, depending on where you are in the metro Atlanta area. Tomorrow, a little bit more sunny, a little bit more warm. Tomorrow, highs in the mid-40s and lows overnight in the high 20s. Your full weekend forecast, of course, comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. A reminder, this is the season when WSB sponsors a number of holiday events. Both of them have been affected by the weather today. The Toys for Tots event that we had planned for today postponed until next Saturday. And Clark Howard's Christmas Kids events, their Duluth location today will be on. If you want some details about either one of those two events, go to wsbradio.com. 
See, click on the details there. In particular, if you feel like you can't come to the events either next Saturday for Toys of Tots or the Clark Howard Christmas Kids, which had to cancel a couple of them yesterday, think about donating. It's easy. Clark will do the shopping for you, and you know he'll get the best deals around for that. So go to ClarkHoward.com or WSBRadio.com, get the details on Christmas Kids, and donate money to them. They desperately need your help to get gifts for all the foster kids in the system in Georgia. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. We're here for another hour, 404-872-0750, 404-872-0750. We'll be back after news. <laughs> 